So, um, we're, we're going to attempt to explore the roots of love and relationship. Um, being that it's, 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 it's almost apparent that the goal of, of our existence is love. Um, in, in, in the end of Chumash Devarim, Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Jewish people, um, here, just sit here, just sit here, just sit here. Um, that Akash Baruch gives us Bechira, and that Bechira is Le'avayit Hashem, right? Le'ovdo mitoch ava. The Rambam says at the end of Sefer Amada that the goal is Le'ovit Hashem, and Akash Baruch creates a world out of love. Um, Chazal are talking about why God created the world. They say Hitava. Uh, he had a desire, he had a passion, um, and 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 in a deep way, our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu is very much defined by love. Now, any relationship is defined by love, and everything in this world really boils down to a sense of relationship. Um, and and the question really is, what does that mean? What does that mean? How do we do it? Um, what does it really mean to have a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu? How did that really work? Is there a responding? Is there, is, what, is, what does it mean? Now for some of us, we've been told that our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu boils down to... Um, um, oh, it's not senior Chabura, I'm not coming. But you're coming to senior Chabura then. What is that? Tomorrow? Uh, Wednesday at, at noonish. Oh, well, no, it's like... Yeah, why don't you come to this also? Because I have a lunch date right now. Fine, so next week. So... What does it mean to have a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch? What does it mean to even have a relationship? Now, at the end of the day, um, because we're, we're all also learning chemistry, chemistry is all about relationship, right? This world wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the ability of, 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 uh, of different particles to bond and for uh, um, 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 different, different molecules to share um, information. And yet... We live in a world that it seems like relationships are very, very weak. Very, very weak. Um, and I think what, what, what the attempt of this Chabura would be, and I hope that it, it would grow because I'm very, very passionate about it, and this is um, my biggest passion, um, is, is love and relationship. Um, and what that means, love, relationship, um, um, is to really understand what, what does it mean? What does it mean to have a relationship? What does it mean to have a relationship with God? What does it mean to have a relationship with anybody? What does it mean that we have a relationship? What does it mean you have a relationship with your parents? What does it mean you have a relationship with your children? Sadly, um, people lack, people don't feel that they always have a great relationship with their parents, their children. Um, society is today, um, um, it's, it's sad. It's sad that the, 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 amount of people that the amount of people that are not getting married, it keeps going up and up and up. Um, people are not looking to be in relationships, they don't understand the value of it. and. A lot of people don't have a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch And sadly, I think a lot of people just don't know what that means. If I'd ask you, do you have a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Would you be able to say yes, and I know because of this and that and here and there? Right? It's like, it's like amazing. You know, like I, I was talking to some guy from Bad Ein, and he was telling me how, you know, in, in the Siddur we have like the Hodu Lashem, like, you know, Kilo um, Chasdo, um, right? That we say on Friday night from Halal, that we say Shabbat morning. Um, he said he wrote his own right 
like that he, he has like in his sitter, right? Like um, that, I, that I met my wife, Kilo Lam Chazdo. And then we had a child, Kilo Lam Chazdo, right? And I'm like, wow, I don't have that. Like, I'm like, I'm like okay, I'm, 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 I'm in this journey, I'm growing. What does it mean to have a relationship with Kodesh Baruch Hu? What does it mean to have a relationship at all? So, I think as we go on, things will be explained. Um, I did write that people should bring, if you, if you want, you can bring notebooks. It's, I, I think what we're going to be trying to do is, is really transformative. Now, a lot of what we're going to be talking about is maybe going to be a, a little bit way out there, which is fine. A, I encourage you to speak up, talk, ask. Definitely, if anything, that needs to be clarified. Um, but also, hold on. Hold on. Okay. So I've asked you all to open to page 10, which is uh, um, Perik Bet. Okay, now Perik Bet Pasuk Dalit, which is really the, the second chapter, because uh, obviously, Vayichulu HaShemayim Ve'aretz is part of Perik Aleph. Um, but the Christians, the way they wanted to divide the Chumash, they didn't want Shabbos to be part of creation um, because they plan on doing Shabbos on Sunday or just cutting Shabbos out altogether. But it's obvious that in, in our divide, we don't really have Prakim and, and Psukim. Our, our division of the Torah has a Ptucha and Stuma, right? Uh, um, where we have an end of a, an end of a, of a, of a, of a chapter, uh, end of a paragraph, and an end of a chapter. Now, Perak Bet, Pasuk Dalit, is really the second, the, the start of, of, of the second part of the Torah. Um, and it's very interesting, okay? So what we're going to be doing is really we're gonna, not going to be focusing on Perak Aleph, but every now and then we're going to go back to Perak Aleph, okay? Now, without any further ado, it says like this, Pasuk Dalit, Ele toldot ha-shamayim ve-ha-aretz am biyom asot Adonai Elohim eretz v-shamayim. Okay? Now, these are the chronicles of the heavens and the earth. Behibare'am. We're going to obviously focus very much on what that means. Be'yom asot Adonai Elohim. Eretz v'shamayim. Now, before we're going to get into, we're going to get into what it means, why is there Adonai Elohim here? And also, the very important facet is that all of a sudden it's reversed from to Be'yom asot Elohim Eretz v'shamayim. But the first thing I want to focus on is Eila. Okay? Eila. Now, there's a very important idea in Chazal. Teaches something very important. Parsha Shuftim, Parsha Mishpatim says, "Ele Mishpatim Asher Tasim Lufneim." And Chazal say, "Kol Makom Shneimar Ve'ele Mosif Ala Rishonim." Anywhere that it says in the Torah, "Ve'ele," and these means what? Continuation. Maharishonim Besinai, Af Ele Besinai. The the Matan Torah. Parsha Yitro was said in Har Sinai. Ve'ele mishpatim. These Ben Adam lechaviro laws were also said at Sinai. They're as monumental as the Ten Commandments. There's no separation. Ve'ele. But then Chazal say, but kol makom shenimar ele posel etarishonim. Any place that says these ele, it means these and not what was stated previously. Chazal say black on white. Ve'ele toldot hashemayim ve'aretz. This is. Creation. This is creation. Okay? And this might be very hard for you to hear, depending on how much of a Jewish education you had. Perak Aleph and Bereshit never happened. Didn't happen. Okay? These are the chronicles. These is, this is creation. And Perak Aleph isn't. Perak Aleph isn't. Okay? So now, if Perak Aleph never happened, so what is Perak Aleph? So the great thinkers of, 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 of Judaism, um, and, and one, of, one, of the, one of the more monumental ones that developed this very much is the Maharal, who said that Perak Aleph is God's vision of how he 
wants things to happen or sees things unfolding. And yet Perik Bet is the world's own evolution. Okay? Very much denoted by the word Behi Baream. Behi Baream. What does Behi Baream mean? So let's try to bake, break it up. What's the root of the word? Bara. Bara. Right? Mm. To be created. Right? So it could be, if it would say, El Zoshamayim Be'aretz, Be'bor'am, means when he created them. But when it says, Behi Baream, Hitpa'el, means, happened on its own. Right? Right? So, El Zoshamayim Behi Baream. This is the, these are, these are the chronicles of the heaven and the earth, not those. These are the chronicles of the earth as they evolved, as they just created. Now the Gemara says, the Midrash, the, the, the um, uh, Chazal say in the Midrash, that Akadosh Baruch Hu took two pka'ot, so two little tiny uh, seeds, and threw them into infinite space, and they just expanded, 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 expanded. Tell what God said, okay, you know. Just happened on their own. Happen on their own. Just let them evolve. Now it's very important for Chazal, we're going to see this in a second in Rashi, that Hibihibari'am is the same letters as Avraham. Huh? Not Avram, but Avraham. Now Avram would be Boram, right? Without the hey, without the evolutionary process. But they're just like, it's, this, is, this is how it was created. And yet Avraham. It's very much that he bar- that evolutionary process, that that journey that is always unfolding. On the day that Adonai Elohim, now Perak Aleph, for those who don't know, is always just Elohim, only Elohim. Okay? If you look in Perak Aleph, the whole time there is no mention of Yukevavke. There is no mention of Havaya. Only Elohim. All the Lokim Chazal say is Gematria Hateva. Nature, nature. Just how things are fixed, things are rooted in their structure, and there's no room for chance and things evolving. Everything is just accurate as it happens. But Havaya Elokim, what's Havaya? Anybody know what Havaya means? What Yukivavke means? Right, so. Hove means present. The prefix of Yud in Hebrew means a present progressive verb, right? So instead of Ose, which means he's doing, Yase means he's going to also continue doing, right? So we don't say God's name, but just for the secular term of it, not the um, um, God's name, but Yehoveh means to bring out existence, to bring out present, which is existence. So yet it's the constant evolving of the present. So Elohim, which means powers, nature, structure, and yet here, the Yom Asot Adonai Elohim, Eretz V'Shamayim. What's Eretz V'Shamayim? What's the difference between Shamayim V'Aretz? Bereshit Barai Elohim to Shamayim V'Aretz and Eretz V'Shamayim. So the, in the Maharal's words, a top-down creation or a bottom-up creation? Perak Aleph is very, very what? Top-down. Creating, I'm doing, this is it. 
And Perak Bet is Eretz Mishamai. Behi Things are going to evolve. Things are going to happen. Almost as if like there's some energy field where we're just throwing something into a transistor and seeing what will happen. We don't even know what's going to happen. We're just going to like play around with it and see what happens. So then again, what is Perak Aleph? So Stephen Hawkins, who was a very big kofer in the same God we're all kofer in, said that it couldn't be, it can't be, it's impossible for the world to evolve to where it is now without having pre-existing knowledge of where to head towards. While we might think that there's a random evolution, it is not random at all. Okay? We didn't have animals going from no eyes to some having one eye, some having two eyes, some having five eyes, and then the survival of the fittest was two. Went from zero to two. Okay? We didn't go from animals having no feet to some animals having one feet, some animals having two, some animals having five, and then those didn't kind of work out, and the ones with two and the ones with four kind of survived. No, we went from zero to two, from zero to four. Everything is not random. You see, it's very interesting. You see, we all have cells in our body. And it's very interesting. A baby is in the fetus, and he's evolving. And somehow, in new over here, at this tiny moment, to stop being tissue and be nail. Wow, how, how did that happen? How did that happen? Can you imagine what would happen if over here, a cell decided to not be tissue and be nail? That'd be very, very bad. Science is calling it evolution GPS, where the body has some sort of general position system that cells know that in contrast to other stuff, they need to be this right now. And, 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 and all of a sudden a cell just knows to be something. Stem cells just become a certain cell, randomly. But it's not random, because we don't see anywhere where cells that are supposed to not be tissue are being some, that doesn't happen. It had to be, said Stephen Hawkins, who doesn't believe in God, that this evolutionary world that came, went from chaos, complete chaos, to complete order, it is impossible for chaos to become orderly unless told to do so at the get-go. So it was impossible for the world to evolve in Perak Bet on its own and reach where we are today without the pre-existing knowledge of where it should head, which is what? Perak Aleph. So our relationship with Perak Aleph is very crucial because that is the vision of God, right? I will tell my child how I expect them to act, and yet they're going to act on their own. Okay? Now, when they don't act the way I wanted them to act, well, that's a question. Do I then intervene and micromanage them? Well, it depends on parenting skills. Right? Now, I might think that out of love, I need to now stop their food, stop the way they're eating, take away their food, reconvene to them how we act at the table and then give them their food back. Or we could act otherwise. There's different parenting skills. And yet what's really important for Kaddish Baruch Hu, for us to know in the get-go, is that these are the unfolding, the evolutionary process of creation is very much one of Eretz V'Shemayim. Of Eretz V'Shemayim. 
where Havaya Elokim, we're adding to the structures of, of nature, for adding to, to the, the, the laws of physics is also love, also Havaya, also an unfolding ability for us to be a part of this world. For us to take part in creation. Because if God wanted a world that just worked like that, it, there, there were science would just that would be. That's how it would be. And yet, there's infinite possibilities. And those infinite possibilities allow for us to be a part. To be a part. The love that allows us to be a part of something is God's ability to say, you know what? This is how I think it should be. And yet you guys, you do you. You do you. Now it's obvious to science that the evolutionary process went exactly the way it's explained in Paragolif in terms of what came after what came out, right? Meaning the way the world evolved is exactly in the journey, right? Obviously not the years, but obviously Paragolif never happened, so it stopped you know, going crazy about seven days, seven billion, seven trillion. Paragolf never happened. That's the simple answer to uh, any person who's baffled. Um, and yet, the more complicated answer is that this is the journey. Now, from God's vantage point, sure, it takes seven days. For us to be part of the world, for us to evolve out of the world, it has to take billions of years. We have to feel part of something. Okay. We're going to flip back to Paragala for a little bit. But before we continue further, because um, to look into Rashi, any, any questions? I have a question. Go. So are there any, like, discrepancy between the blueprint that Hashem had in Aleph and the evolution that we're alluding to in Parak Bet? Yeah, for sure. What, like, what are the, Everything. So then my follow-up question to that would be, is if God can... If God made a blueprint, why wouldn't his blueprint be exactly how he's going to do it? Because he's God. Well, so, like, why wouldn't he just build a blueprint that is evolution and then <clears throat> Paragolf be the blueprint that actually occurs? Because then there's no room for, uh, for us in the relationship, right? If, I, if I, there's a way I want to raise my child, so why don't I just force them and create, you know, ironclad punishments that force them to only be the way I want them to be, then there's no relationship, there's no love. Yes, I've, right. I've, I've molded my child in what I want to. Yeah, there's a, there's a way I want my kids to be. There's also the, the love that I have that I, I want them to be who they want to be, mm-hmm. right? So Parak Aleph, yeah, it's, it's top down. It's top down. This is what's happening. Yehior. Boom, boom, boom. But Parak Bed, it's no, 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 no. It's not about this is what I want, but I want, I want you to be a part of it. But c- so, what so, I'm saying is couldn't God, because he's God, have made the blueprint with there already being room for love. Like, because he can make the blueprint yeah, however he wants th- it to. This, this is how he makes the room for love. By making room for air. with that? Yeah, That's but, my point. Yeah. Like, couldn't he have started with that room for air without having, like, the ironclad rules in the first place? See, the, the idea is as following. In order for us to really have a relationship, there has to be a give and take between what we actually want to be and where we are now, right? There's who I am and who I want to be. And that gap is the energy field that creates the potential, the infinite possibilities, 
that really brings my personality out. But if I am who I want to be right now, I'm very one-dimensional. So God is not creating a world where he micromanages us. And we see it throughout the Tanakh. God doesn't force our hand. Mm -hmm. He allows things to be. Because it's not about God being right. It's not about him having an ironclad blueprint that is working well. That, that's, not, that, that's not what he desires. That is, that, that it, that, yeah, it's possible in, in a blink of an eye. But it doesn't leave room for evolution. It doesn't leave room for relation. It doesn't leave room. Because you are acting perfectly because that's how I designed you. But I don't want you to act perfectly because that's how I designed you. I want you to be you and for us to merge together in some relationship. And therefore, the, the room for the, the, the energy, the field that is, that is a magnetic field, an energy field, that's what's important, right? The, actually, the, the actual relationship is what God desires, mm-hmm. not the perfection of the world. He doesn't care about the perfection of the world. And that's obvious to Chazal. Chazal say, yeah, Chazal Baruch who made worlds and destroyed them, made worlds and destroyed them, made worlds and destroyed them. Why? They didn't come out well the first time. What, he's God. Can he make him come out right? That's not his desire. His desire is not to be successful. His desire is to create some, some, a, a, a place where there could be a relationship. And a relationship the question still stands, so why couldn't he have done that the first time? Like, why did he need to... No, you're, you're, assuming, you're assuming that he didn't create the perfect creation. I'm telling you, this is exactly what he wanted there to be. Right, but if that's what he wanted, he could have done it the first time still. Like, that's there is I no just... first time. There is only one time. Creation of the world. There's vision, and there's action. Right? Vision and action aren't the same thing. This building doesn't look the way it looked in the blueprint. In the blueprint, it looked like the way it looks in the blueprint. Yeah, we're not God. The person designing this building is not God. No, but the person designing this building is the person writing the blueprint. Now, the blueprint, at the end of the day, is only the way it looks in the blueprint. Right? The blueprint is not a 3D image of the building. Right. The blueprint is the blueprint. Right? But at the end of the day, because Baruch Hu's desire is for there to be a world that there is love, that there is relationship. And in order for there to be a world, there is relationship. There has to be a world. God's not creating a perfect world. God is not looking for a world where he created it and we're just little ants in an ant farm. Mm-hmm. Where he creates a world where he says he wants the world to just be, be of its own, evolve on its own, be its own thing. That's why God is in love with Avram and he calls him Avram Ohavi. Because Avram isn't trying to be Mr. Perfect. He's not walking around preaching to everybody. He's being his own thing. He's doing his thing. He's trying to... And is he perfect? No. But that's what's perfect in God. Dies. He's a person who's constantly on a journey, who's constantly evolving, who's not static and st- stuck. Right? So let's see Rashi for a little bit. Rashi says in Pasuk Dalad, Ela ha'amurim lemala, todot ha'shamayim ve'ha'aretz, behibari'am biyom asot Hashem, lamdechash kolam nivru berishon, davar acher behibari'am, behei bra'am. God created him with a hey. We're going to come back to this. Okay. God created two worlds. Okay. So this is the world of hey. Okay. What is hey? Hey is the one letter that in order to exhale out of your body, you don't need to touch anything, right? Any other letter, you say a, a bet, you use your lips, a gimel, you use your throat, 
right? Um, 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 shin, which is your teeth. Hey, it's just a just a externalization of something. There is no cutting. There is no limitation from the teeth, from the vocal cords. It's just created the world. Just this evolutionary process. And we're going to talk about this hey, this breathing out. Furthermore, when he creates man, okay. But for now, let's just read the next puzzle. Okay. Everybody's with. You're either like this is so deep, or like I have no clue what he's saying. So I'm just going to go with either one of them. Okay. We call siyach hasadeh, terem yihia ba'aretz. We call esev hasadeh, terem mitzmach. Kilo himtir Adonai Elohim halaaretz. Okay. What's Okay, so let's go. Uncle says, right? No trees. There are no trees. No siach hasadeh, no trees. So why, why not say trees? Why are you saying siach? Why are you saying a conversation? And there's no vegetation. Because there's no rain. And there's no man. There's no man to serve the land. Okay. So what's going on here? You just told me that the world is evolving. And now you're telling me, Terem Esev. Terem Now let's, let's look at Rashi for a second. Terem Terem Mikra Kodem. Terem doesn't mean before, Terem doesn't mean before. Terem means it wasn't yet. It wasn't yet. Okay? Why wasn't there? Why wasn't there yet anything? Kilo himtir. What's himtir? Rain. Rain. What else is it? Adam. Wasn't there a work in the fields? Before, right. No, but what else is, is himtir? Right? Do you, you realize that this himtir is the same letters as Terem? From Terem to Matar. You know what? Hey, you know how you say Matar in English? I'll tell you how you say Matar in English. Matter. 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 Now you're laughing. Why, why am I telling you that matter is Matar? How do you say physicality in, in Hebrew? Gashmiut, right? How do you say rain in Hebrew? Geshem. Oh, so right. So Geshem is matter. Oh, so it is matter. So, wait, wait, wait. So what is Rashi saying? There was no conversation in the field because nothing mattered yet. Because nothing mattered. Because if nothing matters, then how are you having a relationship with something? Kilohim tir Adonai Elohim al ha'aretz ve'adam ayin la'avodet adama. Why is the, why does why doesn't anything matter? Because of what? Because there's no man. Because there's no man. Wait, what does that matter? Since when does man matter for creation to be? So interestingly enough, we know based on science that when we all leave this room, this room stops being a room. It stops being physical. It stops being matter. It turns into frequency. Because on a quantum mechanical level, it has infinite possibilities. The only, re- the only time it actually becomes a room is when it matters to somebody that it's a room. 
When we leave this room, it's just frequency. And the Torah is telling you, there was nothing yet in the world. You know why? Because nothing mattered. Because there was no matar. Because there was no man. So let's see Rashi for a second. Rashi says, Kilohim tir. You see it? Umatam loim tir. Right? There was no... The world was in terim. The world was in... Before, the world was... Didn't, nothing mattered. Right? Why did nothing matter? Why was the world still in the world of terim? Because there was no man. Lefisha adam ayin laavodat adama. What does it mean? What does it mean there was no man to do the avoda of the earth? The ein makir betobatam shel kshamim. There was no man to what? To what? So before that, before the thank you, ain makir betovatam shel kshemim. Like no. So what's makir? What's hakara? What's hakara in Hebrew? You're 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 saying from quotes. I'm, we're not we're not from here. Like but you're, you're right. Like what? Something? What? Like recognition. Recognition, but better. What's hakara in Hebrew? If I say a person hakara. Hakara. Uh, like, like oh, to be familiar. Lost with? consciousness. Lakir, person who has mechusar hakara is a person who lost consciousness. Hakara is consciousness, right? Hakaratatov, fine, it's, I'm conscious and I'm saying thank you and all we're saying is right, but I want to go to the root. Hakaratatov means that I'm conscious of the tov, of the tov. Meaning I am conscious of the good, of the infinite good and possibilities that can come out of rain. There was no rain. We're still in the world of terim, then nothing mattered. Because there was no man to experience the good that could come out of it. There's no man to experience the good that can come out of it, so there's nothing. So we're living in a barren world. Adam, and when man came, And when man came and knew that they're a necessity for the world, he prayed for them and, they, and, they, and the rain came. And the trees and the vegetation came out into the world. So what is Rashi telling us? There's, there isn't yet any vegetation or any trees because there was no rain, there was no matter because nothing mattered because there was no man to do the service of the, of the, of the Adama and what's the Avodat Adama? Rashi tells us, What's your avoda? What service? What is the ultimate service that we have to, for the, to, to do in this world? Is to see the potential of good, of something, and bring it out from... Potential into action. If you think about it, that's all we do. All humanity does. What could be the good that would come out of X and then do it. Now let me ask you a question. Really? How does man Shabbat Adam Yada? You knew that there's that it's gonna be good that it would rain. How would man know? How would man know that rain is good? How did he know? Tell me. See the results. How can you see the results? But no, but this is before. I'm telling you before. Before there was any vegetation in the world, man knew that rain would be good. And he davened for it. How did he know? 
What? Innate knowledge. How? From the yeah. blueprint from Aleph. Yeah. Okay. You're saying you're you're good, but but nothing that doesn't say that in Paragalif, right? Paragalif, God said, let there be rain. Let there be vegetation. There's vegetation. Nothing about rain. You know how man knew? What is man made out of? Water. Water and and dirt, right? Man is water and dirt. So he knew internally the potential that water and dirt can bring. Do you know why there's no vegetation on Mars? Because there's no water. Mm. Why is there no water? Come on, you. we just read it. Because there's no man there. Well, there's no man to experience the good of rain. See, our job of a karasatov comes from within. How do I know things? I know things from myself. The world is in a world of terim. There's not yet any vegetation. Now you might think in the back of your mind, wait, but scientifically, how can we explain this? Well, I'll, I'll answer you. It's very simple. Before we knew there were dinosaurs, were there dinosaurs in the world? Science will say no. Right? There were fossils, but were there ever dinosaurs? No. It's only once we're conscious of them that they're actually there. Because the past doesn't exist except in the lens of the present. So if there was no man to experience this good, is it really there? When a tree falls in the forest, there's no man to hear, does it make a noise? No, it makes a vibration. Noise is your eardrum translating that vibration into sound. It's only from your perception. So the Torah is telling us that God let the world evolve. And in our first screen, our first image of the world, we see a barren planet. And the Torah, the narrator is telling you, this is and there's not yet any vegetation, if you look closely. And there's no, there's no. Nothing growing. Because there's no rain, because there's no matter, because nothing matters. There's no man. And why, what is man's avoda? Hakara satov. To be conscious of the potential of good. Right? The potentiality of what can be. That matrix of what can be produced in this energy field. That is mind-blowing. There is no siyah There is no potential of field. Because there's only a minefield, there's only an energy field, there's only a magnetic field when there's a, the potential of what this field can create. And when man came and knew, knew that this was good, he'd palelem and watch Rashi, who's not from, doesn't say, and he davened and God listened and God brought down the rain. No, there is no God here, Chaverim. There is no God. It's not Perak Aleph. It's Perak Bet. He'd palelem v'yardu. 
Believe me, in the next few months, if you continue coming, your understanding of davening will definitely transform. Because here, davening is very simple. I experience a potential that could happen, and I verbalize it, and it happens. There's no me convincing you or getting... There's a potential of good. I know something in the deep depth of my core, and I, I verbalize it. Okay, the last five minutes is comments, questions, thoughts that came up, ideas, anything that I could clarify. I know this is like this is really the intro. Like, hopefully, as we go on, and we only did Tupsukim and Rashi. I know this is probably more than you've ever done in day school. Um, thank you. But any any thoughts, clarifications, ideas that came up, um, um, things that you want to further explore? Yeah. I mean, just what I. Basically, um, like Shemaim Bar's point, where like uh, I guess in relationships, there's some significance of like what you think the relationship should be and what it actually is, and then um, another point being um, uh, that it seems like a key relationship is like seeing the potential in another person. Like, Amazing. So we're definitely going to talk about that. A about the the journey from where I am to where I'm headed or the me that's already there versus the me that's already that's here. We're gonna see that when God creates man with Shnei Yudim, two two souls, right? A soul that's already there and a soul that's in a journey to get there. And definitely, right? The potential of what could be. Right? What is the relationship? Right? What is it? Oh, the, it there's infinite possibilities. And that's the excitement of it. But if everything's already, you know, wrote written out then possibility of saying, you know, who knows what's going to happen. It's really the exciting part. Yeah,